You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. We preserve the history and sport of hunting through curious conversation and action-packed hunts, as well as offering you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. This is episode number 126 and Hunt Talk episode number 14. Today I'm joined by, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself like you guys talked about. Who, who am I joined by today? P. Daddy, baby. Yo, <laughs> 12. <laughs> and? Uh, uh, Christian Babcock. And I'm Jake Gaylord, your host. Yep. Um, now today we're we're throwing it back. We probably should have recorded this episode like a month ago, but hey, here we are. Um, you guys heard about the first leg of our public land hunting trip that was for two weeks. Um, it went well for Justin and decent for everybody else, I guess. But today we're going to talk about the second leg of the trip, which is uh, Kansas. So we headed to Kansas after about six, five or six days of hunting in Oklahoma. Um, did you guys have high hopes for Kansas on November uh, 6th, 5th going in? Carol? Yeah, I had high hopes. I was a little uh, little down after our Oklahoma public plan. I was really hoping Kansas lifted me up, but it only took seven days in Kansas to do that. Well, at least, <laughs> at least when you went into Kansas, you were well-rested. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We did actually have beds in a, in a uh, not a wall tent to sleep in, so... That helped. We ate some good Mexican food, at least the night I got there. And then, mm. uh, yeah, that the brought first, up a little bit. The first video I have of Carol of the trip is him laying in the bed, and I'm I'm like, how's it feel to be in the bed? He said, dude, it's so nice to just be able to put my legs straight. <laughs> you slept in the truck <laughs> the entire week when we were in Oklahoma. Yeah, because I had spiders crawling all over me in the tent. And you guys are like, oh, no, no, no. And then that next night I walked in there. I was like, you guys, come look. There's one here. And you're like, are you serious? It wasn't just granddaddies, though. Those were tarantulas. No, yeah, they, they were not tarantulas. How many did you gosh, dang. Man, I killed like six in one night. And I was like, I'm out. Because <laughs> after the third one, I was like, okay, all right. There's something going on here. And I walked outside the tent and like three of them scattered. I was like, oh, yeah, they were waiting to get in as well. Hmm. Well, I found a, bot, a, a a trail of dead bodies where Peyton had slept the night before. Um, but yeah, in Kansas, we started out with the motel. Um, it started out with me and Peyton on the first day. Um, I'm trying to think exactly how the first day went. You just picked a spot on the map and went, didn't you, Peyton? Yeah, man, the first day was... It, it did not start off the first 15 minutes did not start off good for me at all because you remember I was getting up in there. We, we were running a little late. Um, no, not really on the first day about about perfect timing and i was climbing up the tree had my last stick and i was like oh I'll, I'll hang it on this on this last limb i look up the stick falls and lands right on my thumb on my other stick where i'm resting my hand and just i thought it broke my thumb and i went <clears throat> just silent groaned and just sit there and just had a word with god like all right are we really going to start this 15 minutes off in kansas like this what did I, what have i done to deserve this and so I get up there, practically don't have a left hand at all. But yeah, I mean, within the first two minutes of daylight, saw a deer and was like, well, this is more than I'd seen in Oklahoma, you know, in four days. So it's all a few of the first set, but 
Gradually we have, to, we have to pause right there. Jake Payton texted me and goes, I just smashed my th- thumb with a stick with one of my climbing sticks. I was like, okay. And he, cause I dropped him off and he texted me. He's like, you might have to take me to the hospital. <laughs> and I was like, how bad is it? <laughs> well, after, oh yeah, I didn't even add in. I, I'm like five minutes up there. I have an award with God. And then next thing you know, I see headlights. I'm like, oh really? So we're going to do this too. And I see a headlamp. Here he comes walking right to me. I'm like, dude, come on. This is like 10 minutes before daylight. Why are you coming here? So le- why are you rolling in this late? And sure enough, um, I shine my light and he walked, uh, he walked downwind to me. I was like, okay, well he walked their correct way at least. So I think that yeah. might've, I didn't know. I didn't know you had someone walk in on you on day one. Yeah. Very first, very first morning, like I got up, smashed my thumb, and then 10 minutes later had somebody walking in on me. And I was like, wow, this is this is not great. Mm, that's awesome. First morning for me, I was I was gonna or I went back to the spot where I shot that coyote and I had that 120, 125 came in at last light when I was hunting with Lauren. That's in one of our YouTube videos. But I saw like six bucks at this spot in October and I went back and I was like, Oh, it's gonna be awesome. First morning, didn't see a deer. Um evening didn't see a deer. I was like, I got to change it up and go somewhere different. Did you see any deer that first evening, Pete? Man, I don't even remember where I hunted on the first evening. Um, Same spot. I thought that's when you saw like 30 deer. No, 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 no. That was different. That, yeah, maybe that, yeah, no, no. I don't remember where I hunted that evening. Um, I remember going to that, that, that next morning is when I sat and saw all those deer. I had a really good day, but really Mm -hmm. good day in the What day was that? When did y'all get down there and like your first hunt? Was that like on a s- Friday? It was Friday. Saturday? It was Friday. Okay. Yeah, because we slept in. Did we? Sl- yeah, we slept in Friday because of the rain and stuff, right? Or was that? No, we went. We went in that first morning. I mean, it was supposed to start raining about noon. Oh, that's right. We didn't hunt the first evening. That's, yeah, that's that, what. That's, that's, what, that's what, what I was wondering that. because Saturday morning, when Carol saw all the deer, that's when I drove up and I hunted Sunday, uh, Saturday evening. Yeah, but no, that's exactly what happened. We slept in and uh, slept. Well, we didn't slept in. We slept that evening, and then we went out the next morning. And that's when you started to have your good morning. Yeah, it was it was a super good morning. I saw probably an all thirty deer. The morning was pretty slow. Um, but that was our all day set. We decided, hey, this this is our our weather's dropping. Um, it's looking good at the forecast. A little cloudy. Um, <clears throat> weather looked great, so we decided to to sit all day. We were not prepared to set all day. We had uh, zero food. I remember getting up there and getting hungry at 10 a.m. And I was like, man, it's going to be a long day. One of y'all texted me and said, hey, bring me food. And I yeah, was like, was I'm just now <laughs> I'm just now parking at my spot. So probably not. It was like 1 a.m. or 1 p.m. too. And I was yeah, like, man. Yeah, I had a, a bad day. stomach day too. That was just a, it was a good deer day, but a bad stomach day. I was hungry. But anyways, <clears throat> it started to heat up. We, of course, <clears throat> you know, we wanted to set all day after what, nine o'clock. I didn't see a deer till four o'clock. You know how hunting goes. <clears throat> Typical. Yep. I, we set from, I set for like six hours, didn't see anything somewhere in there. And then in the evening, man, they just, they were everywhere. They were coming from behind me. You know, I was like, well, the bedding's everywhere around here. You know, I got it to the north, south and east of me. <clears throat> they were coming from the north, south and east. And then at very last light I was looking out on a field it was a little field by it was just a little grass patch next to uh the the wheat field and I had like 20 20 deer come out all at once and one of the last deer came out we 
it was a big body, like 200 pounds, close to 200 pounds, maybe not quite. But I remember texting you guys saying, hey, it's way too dark. It's 100 yards away from me, but I just saw a giant body. It's got to be a buck. So we end up, uh, if you want me to continue the story. Going back that next morning, told everybody, hey, I had a really good sit here. Christian went to sit with me that next, uh, I think it was the next evening. Yeah, because I hunted there the next morning, didn't see a lot, didn't see hardly anything. And you came back there the next evening with me and uh, saw a few deer, nothing crazy, nothing like the the morning before. That is when we found and checked our trail camera. Um, <clears throat> and we were pretty happy about what we saw. Had a few good bucks on it. Yeah, I had the one was probably every bit of one. I would say close to one four. I mean, man, he was like a ten or twelve point. Like he was a good deer. We were looking at it on your two inch screen on your on your SD, and Carol's like, "That's a one four. I'm like, "How can you tell?" He's like, "It just is." Yeah, it was a good deer. I mean, he was like a ten or twelve. I just know, bro. He was like just he was just he was a good deer. I'm not saying he was an absolute giant, but I was like, okay, that's a mature shooter. And then there were two probably that were, maybe one that would push like low 130s high 120s and another one that was probably low, probably Re- low 120s regardless of the score after that week in uh oklahoma oh all three shooters yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> all, all, all three shooters but we decided nah, this just not it because we all were getting walked up walked in on so well i gotta fast i gotta go back to day number two when um you went into the good spot and i went into a piece of walk-in hunting area and I guess they call it walk-in non-coincidentally, uh, walked up on hunting area. Um, but no, I got in there and, uh, early in that morning I saw two does run by me about 150 yards and they were just sprinting away. And I was like, yeah, that's weird. And then I had a uh, three more does and a small buck chasing them about 70 yards to my, uh, to my South. And I was like, you know what? We were texting back and forth and I was like, I'm going to make that midday adjustment, you know, like one o'clock, I'm going to get down and move over there. And I did. And it wasn't 30 minutes into me sitting there that I hear ch 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 I'm like, oh, here we go, baby. Mm-hmm. I look up, I look over to the west. A dude in a black hoodie, black pants, black sunglasses is just walking through the woods. And I'm like, uh dude, yeah, he, he had gloves like, on too. And I was dude, like, he looks so Ooh. sketchy. Yeah. He looks super sketchy. And um, he like kind of did a circle and like 30 minutes later he came back. And I was like, the first time I tried to wave at him and he didn't hear me and he was only like 40 yards away. The second time he came back, I was like, this guy looks like he's doing drugs. So I kind of like got behind the tree in the saddle. Looking for mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was hiding and uh, I was like, man, that sucks. Like, but it's just one guy, you know, he came back where he, he went back where he came 30 minutes after that. I hear coming from where he came from. I'm like, Oh no, he's coming back. No, it's a different lady. She's wearing this time. She's wearing a hiking backpack with like her tent on her back, her food. Like she looks like she's going on a backcountry elk hunt and she walks by and like, I don't know if these guys don't have maps or what, but they were like, they walk around the woods, like just like <laughs> wondering where they were supposed to go. And that happened. And I was like, you know what? It's our, by this time it's like two 30. I'm like, I am not getting down. I don't care what happens. I refuse to get down. Um, and then the third person comes by about 30 minutes after that. And I was like, I'm getting down. So I like threw, I threw my sticks out of the tree. I got down. I found out on on X. If you see like a little two track black uh, line, that's a hiking trail. So I found out I was in the middle of a hiking trail, which pissed me off because I wasted about <laughs> nine to 10 hours of my day in a pretty decent deer spot. There was sign all over the place, 
but hikers came in on me. So I got down and went back to the spot where I had set the first morning and saw absolutely nothing. But then, then you, you had your, uh, well, you went to your good spot and you had a good day that day. Third day you went back to that spot. You said, yeah, I didn't see anything. Or I, I saw like one or two deer that were on their way out, but nothing really cruising or anything like that. What did you see evening number, it'd be evening number two for us, but your first evening, Jake? Uh, So I got there at like one in the evening and uh, I went to this spot like right by a highway. It was like a, like a public land parking area just right off the highway. And I, and I didn't see any vehicles there and I really didn't know where I was going to sit driving up, but I was like, there's enough land right here. I can find a good spot. Like few, few fingers, uh, running throughout it. And I was like, it'll work. So I pulled off in there, didn't see any vehicles. And so get ready. Uh, and as I was walking down like this little two track, uh, that was probably like a half a mile walk before I, turned left on this little uh oh this little finger of trees and through the finger on down to, to like this little washed out two track i see a blue ford parked along the two track and i looked on on x and i guess you can go around and get off on a dirt road and then drive basically to where i was walking and i was like that's great half a mile nice. later I, I figure this out but uh i just kind of acted like i didn't see it because there's there's like a lot of places that that guy could have been. And so I just kept going where I had a pin. And, uh, as I was walking through, I jumped like two doe, uh, seen a lot of tracks and stuff, but, uh, no buck sign. So I kept moving on and about probably five to 10 minutes more of walking. And, uh, I'm like looking on, on X, just kind of like, uh, figuring out whether I need to set here or how much further my pin actually is where I wanted to go see. And I look to my left and I see two doe just walking probably 45 yards away from me, had, had no clue I was there. And then all of a sudden something, I could hear something coming and like kind of trotting towards them. And I'm like, Oh, this is a buck. Like it has to be. So I like drop what I'm doing, uh, throw my release on. Cause I don't even think I had my release on at the time. And just kind of kind of sitting there waiting because uh, I could hear it kind of running and then it started like fast walking towards them. And so I'm sitting there waiting and all of a sudden a little spike walks out and I'm like, dad, get it. Starts sniffing one of the does and she starts like getting all giddy and starts running. And I'm like, okay, I've got a hot doe here or a semi-hot doe, whatever you want to call it. And uh, she's like a seven out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And uh so I sit and watch that until they all kind of work off a little bit and I keep going because I really want to check out this little spot on the pin. Cause I feel like if I set up there, you know how my mindset is grass. So it was greener on the other side and I'm like, it's still early. It's like maybe one 30 and I'm like, I I'd rather scout this evening and set up late and be in the perfect spot for the rest of the trip rather yeah. than hang, like sit, hang. Okay. Let's go check out this hang sit, you know, so that's what I did. And I went to venture and I seen like three rubs or three scrapes, like in this little area. And then I seen this big old rub, like right next to this tall grass. Cause it was like, so there's a food plot like uh, towards the South. And then in between the food plot, there was like this tall, like overgrown field. And then uh, on the other side, there was the thicket, which I was in. And I was like, okay, they probably eat those beans. 
bed in bed in the tall grass maybe and then i don't know mosey or bed into the thicket so i'm like i think i'm in a good area well i find a tree it's pretty thick in there and i i start throwing my sticks on i get my third stick and then i get the platform hung and i go to step up on the platform and i kind of like look around because i'm just like in i don't know i just got blinders on i step up on a platform i'm like i can't really even move to like shoot like it it was so dense and so i had to get back down but by the time it was all said and done i was set up like 3 30 and didn't see much until dark i don't know really when dark was there whether that was time time change already happened so it probably got dark what like six i'd say no no no. time change was that next day because we all were scrambling <laughs> that's right that's but yeah right. It, no it still got dark at six yeah okay yeah so uh max. yeah so about 20 minutes before uh shooting light I see a doe and a fawn kind of work out uh, on this little crossing because I had like pretty good shooting lane on this crossing. And then kind of uh, I could see a little bit out into that tall grass and two doe kind of, kind of work out and I'm like, okay, you know, seeing something. And all of a sudden I see this pretty nice buck. I'm not sure how, how big he was. I showed you all the video. He was either that six or eight point, but he was a shooter for sure. I don't good frame too. I don't remember if y'all know what he looks like. I know what you're talking about. He's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if he's seen me or what, because the doe came out a certain spot and then kind of crossed that little ravine. And granted, he was like probably 60, 65 yards out there. But I threw up my binos and I was like, oh yes. Turned on the camera. And right when I turned on the camera, he went behind this little thick patch. And after that, I was like trying to get my bow ready just in case he he came out where I could shoot him. And in the meantime, I kind of lost where he was behind that thick stuff. And then, you know, I kind of put my bow back down, throw up my binos, trying to find him. And I see a deer kind of like scurry off. So I don't know if he's seen me or whether he was just kind of trotting after those doe or what. But that was my first evening, basically. It's worth. I think it's worth noting. Um, we started out hunting a place that was a couple hours south of where we had been hunting pretty much the entirety of the season. So we came into this place extremely blind. Um, no scouting beforehand. I had hunted it look once with Lauren for like a day and a half. What were you guys looking for in mid-November, you know, November 5th, 5th and 6th? What were you looking for to, to kind of target some of these bucks? Uh, deer. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just basically kind of what I stumbled upon where we were hunting kind of that food source. So basically beans that were still there and then that tall grass and then the thick timber. That's basically what I was looking for. And And I was looking to in between it. Yes. I was looking for uh, a place where no one else was going to (laughs) be. I mean, that's a good way to find really November was just like, where, where is, something on X that maybe not look really good that no one's going to try, but mm-hmm. and had that work out for you in the end. Great. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so, but other than that, no, I couldn't avoid people. So we woke up on Sunday in a freaking scramble, uh, because it was daylight savings, obviously, um, fall back or whatever it's called. Um, 
I think I woke up at like five and I, I would have considered five like late even before the time change. And I was like, oh, it's five. And I like opened up the window and I'm like, oh, it's almost light outside. I was like, this, this is not good. So like we scrambled um, to get out in the woods. And Carol, that was the morning that you went back to your spot and I walked in. You were like, well, I saw like 30 deer the set before. You're like, just keep going six, 700 yards past me and set up. You know, we accessed it with the right wind and, and you should be good. So you went in and got set up. I, I keep walking and dude, like this first week of November was still so freaking hot. Like it was still like in the seventies. Like I was hunting in like a t-shirt. And so with all that gear on my bag, by the time I got back in there, it was almost a mile. I was like huffing and puffing. I was like, <sighs> just, you know, when you're wearing like Merino wool and like a base layer and you're like sweating and you can just feel that you're, you're filling up the base layer with sweat. So I got like 70 yards into this thicket and I'm just like, dude, I can't do it anymore. I'm about to have a heat stroke. Like it's November 6th and I'm about to have a heat stroke. So I sit down by this tree and this, and like, it's probably 10 minutes till shooting light now. So those guys that we just made fun of, I'm that guy now. Um, so I'm sitting down like that and I sit down and I get like probably two or three good huff and puffs. And, you know, and then I hear, I hear 40 yards away that it might even have been closer, but I hear (laughs) from an unknown, unknown location. I hear a person say, um, Hey, you're going to sit right there. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) it scared me more than anything. I was like, dude, someone's been watching me. Like, <laughs> someone's been watching me. They they probably watched me come in like. He <gasps> <laughs> probably hurt you from a mile away. <laughs> so, oh, they're I, chasing. They're chasing. <laughs> I can hear them breathing. Um, no, but that, that happened. And um, it confused me because we were accessing it. It was a south wind. So we accessed it from the north wind in your face. I'm hunting probably a 80, 80 acre section of bedding area. And I'm the first thing, the, the first thing I think when I see this guy is I'm like, how did you get there without walking through 80 plus acres of bedding? Oh, he didn't. Oh, he did. Yeah. He definitely walked (laughs) through it all. He definitely walked through it all. Was there uh, like another vehicle where where you parked? The only way that he could have got there is walking through all the stuff that I was hunting. All the bedding. Yeah, all of it. Because that's where we were confused, right? Is I was like, hey, man, I sit here and had a super, super good day yesterday. And I didn't see hardly anything today. There's just maybe it was a coincidence, but the guy had to access it for because we accessed it from the same side. You went all the way around. You went north, north or east and cut up north, I think, whatever it was. And the only other way was to just come in the way that I was or come in from, I guess, the other side of the road and just walk through all of that. I think it was the I think it was the private landowner. I think he just cut across like from where his house was. He could cut all the way through the bedding and just be in a tree. But his his stand wasn't on a trail. It wasn't on any like terrain feature. It was like basically near a creek, but it was just in the middle of the bedding. But when he said, uh, hey, man, you're just going to sit right there. I responded to him. I was like, uh. Sorry, man. I, I immediately apologize. Like, I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't even see you there. I was like, I'll get going. And he, his comment back to me pissed me off because his comment back was in a snarky voice. He didn't change his tone at all since he started. He goes, I think you should. 
I was like, hmm. You think I should? You know what? I think lucky you didn't right run here. into me because I would have said, "Listen, here, I got a pot and pan in this bag, and I, will, <laughs> I don't care if I don't see anything." But I guarantee you won't. That's probably not the way to go at somebody if they walk up on you because their hunts already run. They have nothing to lose at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. they they can keep. Psh, psh, psh. There's never been a time where I wasn't nice. Like, hey, man, it happens, but go on. You know, like. Like I understand, but if you can perf- preferably go downwind, don't walk upwind wherever you're, whatever you're doing, come back the way or walk downwind, but let's, uh, let's not walk upwind. Yeah. That after having three hikers walk in on me the previous morning and then going in and walking up on someone else the next morning, I'm like, I hate public land. Like I, w- I was just pissed at public land at that point. Um, I was just getting, I was just getting absolutely clapped. Yeah, I remember getting the text. We're moving on. (laughs) Oh, because we were talking about, hey, are we going to stay down here south? Are we going to go more north where we were hunting before? And like we were basically we had paid for three days of the hotel. And like at 11 a.m. it was it was up. And I I got in the text. I was like, we are leaving. No (laughs) longer hunting here. And I mean, I think that was I think that was looking back. That was probably the right decision. Did you get into him on morning three, Jake? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. So morning three was when we were all running late, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I think that blue Ford was there as well. And it was either in a tree, probably like 80 yards away, or it was like across, like through the trees. And he was like walking in as well, but I I did see a headlamp and he was definitely like strobe lighting it because trying to get you to, yeah, and so what I did is I just kind of like looped way around him and continued on because like regardless, my stuff's still in a tree. Like I left everything yeah, overnight and I sat in a tree and I don't know how he did, but I think I, I might have seen a doe, but I don't think so because I pulled my stuff after that, I'm pretty sure. Mm. So did we take that evening to drive up? Is that what we did? I thought I thought we like stayed there two more nights. We stayed wow. there one, at least one, one more, because Carol yeah. paid paid again. I think Carol paid for one more night. Yeah, I right? don't remember if we hunted. No, I don't think we hunted that next morning. I think that's what we Everybody did. We slept slept I think we slept yeah. in, and then like, all right, yeah, because we slept in to like eight thirty, and then we were like on the road at like by nine thirty. Like, okay, we're we're hunting, you know, in our second spot by this evening. So, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> what we did. Mm, yeah. I just remember we got Taco Bell the night before we left because I was like, this is my last good meal before Casey's ruined. Mm, Casey's, <laughs> Casey's hits different. It does. Especially yeah, in rural Kansas. That was when we went to our next spot. Um, and that was when that was my evening where I was, I had the mental breakdown where I was like, I can't get away from people. I can't. That was when I hunted our lake spot. Yeah. So, Let's just talk about that a little bit. You you went into our probably our best spot that we have at at this uh, particular area because this is the spot where Jake had the 140 come in on him that ran all the way over to me in like one of our first videos that we ever put out about hunting Kansas and came in on me on like 60 yards, I like 65 yards, something like that. You went back there and I was like, what's amazing about this spot is, dude, it's like a, over a mile back in there. And you're like, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It, well, yeah. it was 0.97 because I said, dude, it's like a mile. And Jake was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. You got to earn that. <laughs> <laughs> and but, anyway, so you went back there. What? How'd that go? 
Yeah, man, I was, I have a lot of, I had a lot of confidence in that spot. Um, just because, you know, when we scouted, we saw deer there and it's like, okay, nobody's walking this crap, you know, or if they do, they're ruining, they're walking through all the bedding and ruining the hunt. Like it's going to take somebody that has no idea what's going on to access it easily. And it's still probably like 0.7 miles to do that. So I walk, uh, walk all the way back there, get set up, you know, first hour didn't see anything. And then I heard the footsteps coming from the bedding and I was like, Oh, here we go. I don't know what it is, but it's time. And I was like, man, those footsteps are really consistent and loud. And I see shoes coming from the trees. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Why are they coming from that way? Well, I let him get about 40 yards from me and it was a guy walking around with a crossbow walking, walking out all the bedding spot and stock, baby. <laughs> yeah. He, he was walking through all the bedding and I whistled and he like looked around and I whistled again and he looked up and saw me and I was like, all right, he's like 35, 40 yards away. And then he just starts walking to me. I was like, yeah, just come on up. Come on. I mean, you're, uh, he he's, he's walking up. He gets about 15 yards from my stand. He says, Hey man, you seeing any? I said, First of all, this is not the time to be asking me about how the honey's going. I said, uh, <laughs> I'm for sure not now. I, I've seen you. He said, oh, you didn't see those dove? They ran right behind you. I blew them out. I said, no, man, that's downwind. I, uh, I'm not particularly looking that way. Um, but yeah, what about you? You seeing anything? And he said, yeah, man, I, I've spooked a few out. I, I, no, no good deer. No good deer. Sweet. All right, he, man. I'm really sorry though. He just he apologized ten times. He's like, I'm super sorry. Where, where do you want me to go sit? And I was like, preferably where you back, came from. Yeah, where you came from. Just just walk out or go downwind. Just don't go upwind from. Just don't go upwind. Just maybe I still have a chance. Now it's fifty fifty. Maybe a deer comes. You know, from upwind. I I don't know. My hunt's <laughs> over at this point because I was like, all right. First of all, he just walked through everything that i was hunting and i just don't understand how someone can like think it'd be a good idea to go walk out betting and stuff like that on november whatever it is like seventh at this point yeah like prime time hunting or supposed to be prime time hunting hey i'm gonna go walk out this piece of public yeah but the guy was super nice i mean it was just right, uh, hey, but d- d- a little bit of common courtesy I mean, let's yeah it, it's public land get it there's both sides it's like hey in for yourself and then there's another like okay that's not the right thing to do dude was super nice i didn't have a problem i mean it's it's what's done was done i wasn't like i all i could do is just sit up there and laugh I was like man this is just how it's been going like the, we've been hunting for a week and a half now i'm starting to get insanely frustrated because i'm like i am a mile back here there is no reason that anybody else should be back here i mean we're like on a thursday we're like on a thursday or wednesday in, in the morning it's like i'm way back here there's no reason anybody should and that happened but yeah i wasn't I wasn't happy. And I ended up seeing a, a little buck. I mean, he came up and snipped my tree. He was a little like basket rack six and you have the footage. I mean, you can probably see what I'm talking about, but yeah, about an hour later I had, I had one come in, but it just, all you could do is laugh. It's like, well, I'm not outsmarting the five, you know, four and a half, five and a half year old deer. So he's, he's not back there. No, he's not anymore. So Mm-mm. how did yeah. your evening go, Jake? It had to be better than that. I'm trying to remember if I went to that field. You definitely spot. went to the, yeah, you definitely did. Did I? Okay. Where else would have been your number one? That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey guys, let's take a quick break from the podcast to go to a word from our sponsor. I'm super excited to announce that 
Hunter's Advantage is officially partnered with Out on a Limb Manufacturing. They make some awesome lightweight tree stands. They make saddle platforms, trail camera mounts, uh, mounts for e-bikes. They just have all kinds of cool stuff. And one of the awesome things about Out on a Limb is they're based in Oklahoma. They are everything made in the USA, family-owned business. Pretty much every reason that you need to support a small business, it is there without an a limb. So we want you guys to go check them out. If you need a saddle platform, a tree stand, whatever it is, I've been using their stuff for years now. Um, and they have some awesome climbing sticks called the Shikars as well. So go check them out. Out on a limb manufacturing. Use code HNTA10 for 10% off at checkout. Once again, that is code HNTA10 at checkout for 10% off at Out on a Limb Manufacturing. Thank you guys, and let's get back into the podcast. Yeah, so I went to a spot that I had a pretty nice eight point, like, I don't know, low to mid 120s, maybe. Probably more low 120s than than, than not. But uh, yeah, he came by two separate evenings. First time, wasn't able to get a shot. Second time, it was like God was like, here you go. That's what you wanted. But I mistakenly passed that deer. So I was like, you know what? That was this back is, in what, Arctic? Uh, yeah, this is October. And I was like, you know what? In November, if he comes out, it's meant to be. And that's mainly why I was going back in there because there was a, uh, I had a trail cam back there still too. And there was a, a couple nice bucks on it. But when I checked it this time, uh, there was a lot of people. There was some muzzleloader hunters, uh, a couple old farts through there too. But on my way up, uh, I noticed there was there was new like – that pink ribbon that people tie around trees for markers. There was already some back there in September and October when I went back there, but uh, this stuff looked fresh. And I was like, okay, like some someone's been through here. As I was walking through there, though, I was seeing giant scrapes and then like little scrapes. I don't know if they were making them and just like try to fool people to they not go been. all the way about that, all the way back there, you know, oh, here's a great scrape. I'm just going to sit here. And so I was like, no, I'm going to go to my spot. And kept walking across this little stream uh, another rub like i got it on all on video on my phone but a lot of scrapes a lot of rubs about halfway back there i see a blind just set up just along this trail and i'm like gosh dang it like that's a you know he's in a pretty good spot hope hope no one walks up on me you know something along those lines i go set set in my stand i forget what i see and then uh i that's what I seen. That's right. Uh, I seen like a little maybe hundred incher, and I was like, if he walks out, he came out with the doe. I was like, if he walks right in front of me, I'm probably gonna shoot it. And uh, he never did. He ended up like working through the field back behind me. But on my way out, uh, I was going to pull my set and then set somewhere like into thicket with all that sign, because apparently they just weren't using the field that much. And as I was doing that, I was kind of just like taking my time walking through and on my way back, I was taking my time trying to find like a, a pretty good tree. Cause it's pretty thick back in there. So I was just, uh, moseying through when I got to this dude's blind that I seen walking in, I didn't even really notice where I was. Like his blind was right there. I just happened to look down. I'm like, this is weird. Like, what, what is this? It was corn. 
And I don't on know public. if it, yeah, on, on public land. I don't know if it was a walk in, walk in. Remember that too. It was because we, we, we didn't know or I don't know the regulations either, whether or not yeah. like if it's not if uh let's say the landowner leases that for, for walk into the state, if they could if they're still allowed to bait or not, I don't know. I wouldn't think so. But uh yeah, so I, I took a video on my phone, like there's this big giant pile of corn, there's a trail camera right there, and then uh, there's this blind just in the middle of the thicket, and I'm like, "Holy crap! Like this guy, this guy's an idiot." And so, luckily, I pulled all my stuff beforehand and got out of dodge. But yeah, didn't go back there. But yeah, I did. I did try to call reasons. the game warden. It's, for some reason, they're not called game wardens in Kansas. They're like a wildlife some, officer or something. Yeah, like yeah. like like by all, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're called. Uh but I tried calling them and it went straight through the voicemail. And I wasn't for sure if this was like an actual game warden or not until I looked it up later. And so I did yeah. Basically I guess nothing happened, but uh at least from my end. So that, that was, sucks. That was my evening. My number one spot up there vanished. Yeah, it really sucks because you were like, I want to hunt there, but I am not going anywhere around that for my safety. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, you don't know how people are like, oh hey, he knows we have corn here. It's like kill him you said it i don't know like people are people are crazy oh that's funny or if or if i start walking through there and game warden's like freeze just like this ain't mine like it's like you walk over near the blind you get cuffed like we know you we've been staking you out yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i went back to the spot where i saw like 18 once in october so you went back to your good october spot i went back to my good october spot um there have been some people in there there was a tink's uh, like mock scrape, like 40 yards from my tree, hanging out of a tree. Uh, awesome. There was a, later on, I found out there was an old blind, like 150 yards to the north of me. Um, yeah, I saw one spike that evening. And what's really sad is, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about like, okay, don't compromise on your goals. You know, if you want to shoot 140 inch buck on public land, like, you know, don't compromise or whatever. I picked up my bow when the spike ran by. <laughs> Or I was a Forky, sorry. When the Forky ran by, I was like, oh, like it got me like pumped up. I was like, oh, man, I want to shoot that thing. Like, Dude, I haven't seen four crazy. legs in a rack in a week. <laughs> I really <laughs> wanted to shoot it. Like at that time, I was going to be happy with it. I mean, obviously I didn't. I could have. It came into 40 yards, but it, I wanted to shoot something. And, you know, on day eight, nine, 10, 11, you're like of a trip like that, especially when you have high expectations and you've had really good hunts leading up to it. You're like, I want to shoot something. I want to bring something home. It eats on you. Oh, it eats on you. Because it's just like, why am I here? Like, I'm not, I'm literally wasting my time. And then you have cell cam photos back home. Popping oh, off. we have we have good spots where there's way better yeah. deer. And We're it's just, just like, to go on public. I'm, I'm wasting my time here. That's 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 kind of what gets me down in the dumps. But, yeah. You're giving up your best time of the year somewhere else on your private land to ch- be challenged and hunt near other people. To go compete, yeah. But yeah. boys, that's where men differ from boys, you know. Next day, um, I think I think we, well, the next evening, um, I went got went back into that spot where I saw the sporky, and I just decided, you know what, I'm taking my bow. I'm gonna walk around until I see some deer because I like the deer are moving. I'm sick of not seeing any good deer. Um, I jumped like two does out of a cedar thicket, and you know, about 30 minutes before dark, I decided. I'm going to go get in my truck and drive around because there's deer and I'm not seeing them. 
So I drove, you know, 30 yards past this piece of walk-in hunting and I drive past this cut Milo field and there's like legit like 30 yards where I could have from where I could have hunted. There's like 30 or 40 deer out in this field. And one of them is probably a 160 plus. And I'm like, okay, they're all over here. I'm hunting over here just in the, you know, this dry Creek and all the deer 800 yards over here to the, to the North. So, or sorry to the South. That's what I, and that same evening though, Jake, you got in the car and you started driving around too. Yeah. So that evening I, <laughs> I was going to the, the, the spot we first scouted during the summer where we got all those good pictures. Oh, that's and right. yeah, I seen three V three trucks parked there. And as I pulled in, I probably still would have went in, but the third truck that was parked there, a guy was like getting ready there. And I was like, I'm not going to go like get ready with this guy. I'm like, Hey, where you hit? Like, no, there's already. So I dipped to a spot, like maybe a quarter mile down the road. And was just like, this is a hell Mary. Like we walked this field, like you had to cross little Creek and then walk this field uh, during the summer. That's what me and you did when Peyton grabbed the truck and drove around the bend and picked us up. And I was like, you know what? Let's just try it. Like tall grass, thick, thick block timber. Like let's like, ain't going to hurt. So I walk all the way to the edge, kind of where like this Creek oxbows and there's like this thicket. And I sit right there by the oxbow along the edge, uh, basically leading out of the oxbow of that thick timber leading to the, tall grass and that's kind of where i tried to sit and i basically set up and i was like it's windy enough and stuff like that like i might as well go try to like walk through it and see if find a see, good spot too yeah yeah see what i can't like bump out or maybe i can find a spot like that's into the timber i don't know well i walk all through there i don't see anything and like I'm taking my time, not seeing like didn't see a dang thing. Seen like a, a rub or two, but I saw a lot more of that flagging tape. And I was like, no, like I'm not gonna waste my time. So I go back to my bag, grab it, and I start like walking to the other edge of the field. And I was just gonna go walk that and see if I can't find a scrape or something along the edge or a rub and hang my stuff. And that's where I'm gonna set the next morning. And I don't get halfway across the field and I hear and I hear someone just just banging antlers together. And I'm thinking at first it like I was like, oh shoot, like something's thrown down over there. And then I got to listening to it and it just like stopped. And I didn't hear like any leaves or anything. And I was like, that that's a human. So instead of walking like the rest of the timber, I just eased back, went the way I came and just started walking out because it was it was starting to rain too. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I got my camera equipment, all that stuff. And I'm not a hundred yards from my truck. The exact route I, I walked in probably 45 minutes to an hour later or before. And about 25, 30 yards away from me up jumps a doe off this hip high grass. And behind it is like 115, hundred. And yeah, I'd probably say about 115 inch like buck. And that thing jumping up just out of the blue that close i'm like oh my god because like all oh, i see is rack and so i'm like mah, mah, trying to stop it when you ain't seen something in a week you're yeah. like it's a giant yeah uh it doesn't stop and it runs on private and i'm just like well i'm still i'm i'm still leaving so i leave and that's kind of what i was thinking i was like did someone like park by my truck 
and like see someone already in here and they just decided to walk in too, hoping, oh, I hope I don't run into them. That wasn't the case because I got back to my truck, took off all my stuff and drove the opposite way I came. And I seen like this white Chevy and I was like, okay, that's definitely him. Like where he was parked, 100% him. And I drive down the road and on a piece of private across from this intersection, I just see this like pretty, pretty nice buck just out in the middle of this field. And I'm thinking, wow, like there they are right here. And about this time, like the rain's getting heavier and I turn left to go back to the house basically. And I'm on the phone with you. And at that time you just seen that, that big buck. Mm-hmm. And as I'm driving down this, this back road, I see probably 20 deer out, out in this field and I throw my binos up and I'm like, okay, you know, doe, 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 you know, buck. And then I see a really nice buck and I don't know how big he is. He's at least 800 yards out there. And at least he's huge. I tried to get him on camera. It's grainy, grainy and shaky and all that stuff, but you can definitely tell like which one's like the smaller bucks and which one's him. And he's, he was a big one and something similar that, both of those encounters have on common is they were on private. They were on private. And this is a good point to kind of stop and make a comment about one of the things I think we've done wrong. Um, you know, I think one of the issues that we've had is it, when you're not in the tree stand, you kind of feel like you're wasting your time. And that a lot of times that couldn't be further from the truth because I saw more deer, from my truck in 30 seconds than I had seen in a 10 day period of time. And so did you. And later on, use that information to go in and shoot a buck. And so it's like, you don't have to be in the tree. Like I'd rather, I'm more now, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'd rather give up an evening and go make sure I am in a spot. I'd I'd rather take one good day of being in the spot than three days of just being in a tree. And you guys are probably wondering what was Peyton doing? Well, it was piss poor raining and they were in their trucks. Well, I was a mile back there <laughs> sitting in the tree. Where, where were you sitting? Like a man. Does, uh, off the highway? No, 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 no. This was, this was the next day, right? Cause oh, the you were... spot, I was mad. I was like, I'm going so far back here. There's no one that will be willing to walk back here. I went, when you went to highway. get our trail cameras. Yeah. Yeah. That was the same, the same day. And man, it rained for an hour so hard that you could see your hand and hand in front of your face. But I was like, I can't get out. I mean, I'm back here. I'm already soaked at this point, but I end up seeing a lot of deer after it stopped raining. Cause it stopped raining, you know, about 30, 45 minutes before prime time. And I saw quite a few deer that evening. I mean, eight or nine different deer walking, walking past. It's a pretty good evening. It was. I end up going back there on to the next day. I think uh, that's when you – oh, I guess you got to probably tell the folks what you saw on your scouting. Oh, yeah. No, I, shot, I saw that 160, like walk, driving by. I mean, probably 160, 130, and there were some other miscellaneous bucks in there, but those were the two big ones. They didn't have your attention. No, nope, one guy <laughs> had my attention. Like – I was on the phone with Hunter, Hunter Kendall. He had called me and I was like, as I drove by, what's crazy is when I came around that corner, the buck was only like 30 yards from me when I came up, up on him. And I was like, Hunter, you're going to have to wait a second. And I grabbed my binos and like, I was like, Oh my God. I mean, it was that kind of buck that I was like, okay, I'm willing to bet the rest of my hunt here to try if to get you had a rifle. Thing. Would you, 
would you have thrown out the window? Like that <laughs> no. kind of bug? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite that big, I guess. Okay. Um, no, but I decided like, hey, tomorrow evening, I'm going back in there. Like I'm going on the walk-in hunting. Uh, I'm going to try to get as close to where I think that deer is. So the issue is though, when I was walking in on that spot, I was like, okay, I'm really close to where the deer are going to come out, but I'm out in the middle of a freaking native uh, grass field and there ain't no cover. So There's I went back just not even a windmill, a freaking telephone pole. Um, so I found a telephone pole and a pile of rocks, the only pile of rocks probably in all of Kansas. Um, and I sat down behind a pile of rocks and I went out and like kind of walked out and paced it off a little bit. And I turned around and looked at where I was sitting. I was like, that is the stupidest sit I've ever seen. That is not going to work, but I'd already walked out there and I knew there was a big buck in the area. So I was sitting in there by that telephone pole and like clockwork, like 30 minutes before dark. I like, so this is what I was doing about every 45 minutes. I was getting up on the rock and looking over on like the private Milo and seeing like, okay, are there any deer out or not? Well, one time I got my knee up on the rock and I was going to step up on the rock and I see a head from over the fence go. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and I eased back down and like, ah! here come, no, not yet. <laughs> here comes a doe. She's like coming. And I'm like, awesome. She jumps the fence. And when she jumps the fence, I had kind of told you guys all year, like I would love to shoot one on the ground. Like, I think that'd be awesome. Well, she crosses the fence and she's like coming at 25 yards, like broadside. And I'm like, this is my chance. I was like, I could blast this thing at, at 25 yards. Um, so she kind of circles and you know, they don't, they don't know you're there, but they're kind of checking a little bit. Like she would walk a few calm steps and then she you know like, something's up. Yeah. She was like, Hmm. Trying to catch you lacking. Yeah. Try Been there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, no, this sucker had a fawn with her too. And they just start like kind of half crescent moon circling me. And eventually, eventually they got like, it was like 15 minutes before dark. And I was like, if this doe doesn't go ahead and blow and leave, she's going to mess up an opportunity at a buck. So eventually she's standing at 15 yards behind me, completely downwind, just like staring into my soul. And I just went and I looked at her and she was like, well, I like jolted. She's like, ah! <laughs> she took off running. I was like, yeah, get out of here. Um, so she finally left and probably 10 minutes before dark here comes like 130 inch eight right along the edge of the fence like 40 45 yards away and i'm like oh my gosh i'll shoot that deer and i like i grunted at him a couple times he like stopped and would just stare at me i was like dang it so he ends up working his way back into the timber and here comes a 110 inch deer after him and i kind of grunt at him same same kind of demeanor you know he stops and like stares at me not he's like, I don't like that, but not enough to jump over the fence and figure out. He's also like, hey, there's a pile of rocks. Where the frick is the deer? Where could the deer be? You know, I, I'd be able to see him. So they get in the timber and I'm like, it's already like kind of cold and rainy. I'm like, I'm just going to blow my nose and try to like do like a, uh, a snort wheeze out of my nostrils. So I was like, <laughs> I hit him with one of those. And I kid you not, 40 yards away in the timber, one goes, <laughs> And I was like, oh, I got him. <laughs> I hit him again with it, like a nose uh, snort wheeze. And immediately, like, he cuts me off. He's like, <laughs> and I was like, ooh. Getting a little cussing match. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
he was getting mad. So I took my bow and I'm like, I'm waiting for him. Well, you know, 10 minutes transpire and it's like right at last light. And I look to my left and I just see like a deer circling, trying to circle downwind to me. And he's like 30, 35 yards at this point. And I see that he has a, you know, he has a decent rack. I can't tell if he's like, super big. I, I mean, I just knew he had a decent rack. And I was like, I want to shoot one on the ground. I want to shoot this buck. We're running out of time here. At this point, there's like two or three days left. I put my foot up on the rock and I st- stand up and I start to draw. And as I'm drawing, of course, my rest is like, squeak. <laughs> and I get in full draw and he's like, like staring at me. Quartering two, I just put it right uh, right by on his shoulder, blast, and it just whoo, threw him like butter. And I waited five minutes, went and got my arrow, and backed out. The arrow looked fairly juicy, but I just I, I couldn't tell exactly where I hit him. What did you guys think of that arrow? I said dead deer. Yeah, dead there was deer. no way. There was no way. I was like, oh, he's bleeding. We might. I don't know if we're going to find him, but he's bleeding. It kind of upset me because I had to leave that evening. And you're like, oh, I shot one. You didn't have to. You wanted to. Big difference. I had to. I had to. And I was like, okay, the only exciting thing that happens in a... This entire trip. Yeah. (laughs) And then I can't be here because you want to wait overnight. I understand. I understand because, like, you really don't know where you hit them. And so, like, you didn't, you know... It's one of those ordeals. And so, uh, yeah. But... It looked like liver to me. But there was a lot of blood. There was a lot for a liver shot. And I've only shot one in liver with the bow and there was like specs. So, well, um, I was like, no, I can't go in on this deer because, you know, I'd seen a 110, a 130, a 160. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not, but it could have been the big deer, you know? And so I'm like, I'm not taking the chance on a deer like that. And so, we just, we went back, I called the tracker, um, me and Peyton met him in the morning and I sent him my arrow. He was like, oh yeah, that deer's dead. And I was like, probably a liver shot. Well, we go back out the next morning with this dog and he brought this little like schnauzer dog. Dude, the grass was taller than the dog. Like the dog's like, I- I'm talking like twice the size and there's like briars in the grass. And like, so she like was not having it. Um, he took her and walked her around and long story short, the deer went like 80 yards, maybe, maybe, maybe not even 80 yards. And we walked into the thicket, got it. When, what did you think when you first saw it, Pate, when you saw that it was a buck? Well, I just saw the rack, like on the ground. I was like, Oh, it's a good one. He's got a rack. It's a good one. It's a good one. (laughs) But yeah, I saw like one, his best tine, which is probably like seven inches sticking out. And I was like, Ooh, here we go, baby. I walked over to him and grabbed him and I picked him up and I was like, all right, he's nine inches wide. (laughs) You know, it's it's a little eight point. He's nine inches wide. Um, I was like, that was an awesome experience shooting a deer on the ground. But I was like, this is not, this is not exactly what I thought it was. Um, Now let me stop you right there before you sound like you downplay it and I know you're not, but regardless of the score, like people think, okay, you drew out for Kansas. Like I'm about to go shoot a damn booner giant. No, no. When you see more people than deer 
in that amount of time and then coming off of a place where the deer density is very, very low and you're there for seven days or six or seven days as well. And then you go do that and run into people and do and like, and like just the whole experience. I bet you that book means a lot more than more to you than a lot of me have on your wall. That's it definitely does. I mean, I kind of got into a, it's a really good for the most of the season. It's, I, I don't think it is, but like it was a really good mindset that I, and one of the things I heard from the OKS hunter, like shoot deer is one of the things they say. And I'm like, at the end of the day, yeah, I like shooting deer with big racks, but I also like shooting deer. You know what I mean? Like if they gave me eight buck tags and like that was legal, I'd probably shoot some small ones too. You know what I mean? It's just the fact that they don't. So it was fun. Like if I go and pay $600 for a tag, like I'm going to shoot a deer. Maybe that's, maybe most people don't agree with that, but it's not like, oh, I'm trying to get back at the state because there was too many people or whatever. It's just like, no, I want to shoot a deer. If I'm going to go up here and hunt, well, I wasn't going to get to get to come back. I was like, I want to shoot a deer. So that deer was big enough for me. And it was freaking awesome shooting on the ground, blowing through him. It was, it was cool. Um, what sucked about that though, is like the tracker said, yeah, that deer was like probably alive for a little bit. Um, but man, by the time we went out there and got him, dude, it was like 12, 14 hours after. And it was warm. Dude, it was really warm. Um, so we did not salvage much off of that deer, which kind of sucks, but no, we had one down. Um, and then it was Peyton's turn to strike. Yeah, I went, I went that evening and saw, saw some deer. Um, not a lot, um, that evening, but I remember thinking, okay, you and I went Thursday to the same area that, yo, evening. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Cause I went, I went North and you went a little South. Um, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, man, everybody else is gone. I'm going to, I don't really want to hunt alone because man, I could fall out my tree stand, something could go wrong and there's no one that's ever going to find me. But yeah, I uh-huh. decided, all right, I'm here. Or is that you've seen the whole, the whole rest of the trip? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really yeah. Well, actually, actually yeah. Somebody don't fret. Actually, someone's <laughs> coming. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I, uh, I walk, walk back there that next morning, end up deciding to go and it is freezing cold. It is like 22, 25. Finally though, dude, that yeah. was the first day in like a 14 day span that had been cold in any regard. Yep. It was. And I decided, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go back there where Dave, David said, I'm going to walk back even, even further. And I'm not, I'm not stopping my walk until I find good sign. I don't care if I have to walk five miles back there. <laughs> okay. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. I am walking until I find sign. Luckily I found sign, you know, it's like, it was like 0.8 miles back there. I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty good sign. This is going to work. So I set up on it. And I, at this point I'm in the, I've borrowed your rattling horns. And I was like, I am beating these things every 10 minutes. I do not care. This is my last hunt. Trust take take it a step change. back. It was a rattle bag, baby. It was not a whole Oh, rattle bag. Yeah. Rattle bag. So at this point I'm like, I have tried, I'm trying something different. Man, I get back in there and I get set up and that's not even 10, five, 10 minutes after you could see to shoot. And, uh, I was like, okay, you know, I'm legal. I can see to shoot. So I hit the rattling horns. I had everything set up other than my camera. Cause I was like, I'm going to hit these. And I mean, I bet it wasn't a minute or two after I'd hit those that the deer that I had shot walk in, started walking to me. I mean, he was like, Hey, I heard this fighting. I'm on my way. So, uh, so anyways, he starts walking to me. And at this point I'm like, man, I need to get the camera out. I need to get the camera out. 
set it up, but I don't have time because he's walking to me. So I go ahead and grab my bow and, and, uh, <laughs> the deer is walking to me. He's walking insanely fast. So I didn't have time to set the camera up, but, uh, but anyways, I'm like, all right, well, he's coming right to me. So I get my bow. I'm ready to go. He's at like 11 yards. I let him walk past me. I go, uh, I go to shoot and, uh, I shoot way over his back. I was like, what the heck? At 11 I, yards. Yeah. Shot way over his back at 11 yards. It's like, well, something's not right. So I look down at my, uh, at my, cause I shoot the single pin at my wheel and it's at 55 yards. And so I just kind of chuckle and I was like, all right, well, uh, I don't know what to do. Cause at this point, this deer, it was so windy and he was upwind that he didn't knew he didn't know that I shot. He didn't know what it was. All he heard was the leaves and he kind of jumped and looked around like, what the heck? So he takes, wa- takes off walking a little bit. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. So I went back, back, back. And he kind of poked his head up. and was like, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. So he ended up coming back and circling back around. And at this point, I'm like, man, I'm, I've got my scroll wheel on 20 yards. I'm, I'm shooting, you know, so hopefully it gives me a clear shot. And he is behind so much brush and so, so many trees. I was like, man, he needs to take like two more yards. And I got a little window. I got a little window. And so he, he steps up and I shot and I heard smack. And at this point it is still so dark, like not, not light enough where I'm at to see, like, I don't know where I hit him. So I instantly panicked. I was like, man, I don't have on camera. I don't know where I hit him. I don't know anything other than I know that I hit this deer because it was loud and he took off. So anyways, that's when you get that phone call or I start calling people like, man, this is what happened. I don't know where I hit him. And everyone's like, all right, you know, look for blood, look for blood. So at this point, I'm like, I don't know where I hit this deer. I'm going to get down and look for the air. I, I gave it about 30 minutes in the tree. Um, I, I sit there for about 30 minutes. I was like, all right, I'm not going to push anything, but I'm going to get down and look for my arrow. I look for my arrow for about an hour, 20 minutes, look for any blood around there, you know, where I'd shot him. Didn't find an ounce, not one ounce, not one drop. So I was like, man, I freaking hit this thing in the back strap probably. And he is still running. So, uh, so yeah, at this point I called Dave, I called Jake and I was like, man, I got a, I got a grid search. I got no other options. And so I grid searched for about 30 minutes and on my way back out of the corner of my eye, I see a white belly and look over and there he was. And I was like, thank you, God. Thank you. Cause you know, you feel like crap after you shoot one. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And it also helps you had to do all that alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I finally get this deer. Um, I was like, well, I found him. Problem is I got everything with me. So I walk everything back to the, back to the truck, grab the knife, gut the deer. And boys, when I say I had the hardest two hours of my life, I drugged this deer for two hours. And finally I I walked up to the parking lot and there was the, I I got a picture and I'm sure that you have the photo. There was 10 to 12 cars in this parking lot. (laughs) Just so everybody knows, like, you're not competing against against deer where we're at. You're competing against other people. Now, some of them may have been duck hunters, but there were so many people. And I asked one guy, I was like, dude, I I need help. He's like, well, I really got to go. Like how far back is it? You know, have you gutted it? And I was like, no, I haven't gutted it yet. I just got back to the truck with all my stuff. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. Go on. You know, I'll I'll get it. He's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I'll get it. But man, I, if I would have just had that guy's help for 15 minutes, we probably could have got that deer out. But yeah. We will never go anywhere again without a a cart. 
Yeah, man, it was it was rough because I had it gutted and he was still every bit of a hundred and I think after gutted, he's probably 130, 140 pound deer. You know, he's probably 160, 170 pounds guts in. But yeah, it was it was a long drag. And I'm like back there in the marsh too. Like you gotta think I was in the marsh, all those fallen trees and and all that. So I'm dragging this deer over fallen trees and through water and all that. And it was it was awful. So the, the evening before I had drove the entire length home, like I drove like 10 hours home straight and I got in bed and I woke up and I had like three missed phone calls from Carol. I was like, and it was like seven o'clock. I was like, Oh, he shot something. I called him. He's like, I'm halfway back to the truck with this deer. I don't know how I'm going to do it, dude. <laughs> he was like, what do I do? I was like, you're going to have to quarter it up, you know, and just carry it. But I wasn't far quarters. enough back there. I was like, I ain't quartering this thing up. Walking so this thing out of here. Give yourself a hernia trying to track it back. I, I said, all right, here's the head. Here's the back strap. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I called. I was calling people. I was like, hey, where are you at? Like, oh, I'm in Oklahoma City. I was like, man, I was really hoping that you were going to say you were near Kansas. Mm. so <laughs> i called several people like what are you doing because that's when he called the, the uh game warden to be like hey dude there, there's a poacher right here i got him held down and then when he gets there she's like oh hey i'm just kidding but while you're at it say he shot Tell the deer and thing. left i need help dragging this thing out yep, yeah yep. <laughs> maybe should have but yeah i got it back and man i was just like he wasn't the biggest what do you think he, he probably would have went 100 105 inches maybe a, a framey deer though a really nice deer something i would have been very proud to put my tag on yeah he he wasn't a giant you know where we hunted in oklahoma i passed up a deer that would have gone another 10 15 inches bigger than him but at the same time man it, it's just awesome to think hey i we came to a state we don't we don't get to hunt right we don't get to hunt kansas we had to draw out for it came Never to a state there. did it on public and we beat them at their own game not even them at their own game, but the 20 other people that were trying to do the same thing. Exactly. That's an accomplishment. Anytime you can go anywhere on a public land and shoot a deer with your bow, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's a, that's an accomplishment. Um, I think there's just that stigma with Kansas. You're like, I'm going to walk in, hunt field, shoot giant, come home. And it's like, it's not like that. And Hey, there's some, there are some, what is it? Zones? What, what are they called? Uh, Units units that are a lot easier than others you know we didn't pick the the easiest unit um to do that easiest one to get into yeah easiest one to get into and there's a reason um (laughs) yeah exactly jeez man yeah there's there's a reason but you know we knew several other people at least i knew several other people that went to kansas they were further north than us and they were like oh dude we saw 120 130 inch buck every single every single set we were seeing at least 120 130 you know and one of my because it's friends, he saw two really good ones, and he ended up getting a really nice one. But he was like, "Man, you hit the rattle of horns where we were at, and you would have 120 inch coming in, you know, or, awesome. or a decent one." That was several people. That wasn't just him. He, you know, several people were saying, "Yeah, I mean, we're we're seeing deer, decent deer, just no giants." But I was like, "Man, that's a giant in my eyes right now. I will shoot 120 inch if he's mature enough." So, mm-hmm. looking back on the trip, besides besides location, is there anything you all would do differently? Like from the start. Go ahead, Carol. I know mine. What I would do differently, I really haven't done it a lot on public. I, I'm too much of an on Xer and thinking, okay, this looks good. This looks good. But this was the first time that I have ever hunted where I was like, I walk until I find sign. I, I have a, you know, we draw the line. Okay, I'm far enough back here. 
shouldn't be anybody back here, or at least not a ton of people, but I will hunt over sign. I don't know what this deer is. He could be a spike. He could be a giant. It depends what type of apparel he's, he's wearing. If he's wearing HA stuff, he might be further than you back there, but he's built different. It's just something to think about. <laughs> but yeah, I, hunting over sign. Um, I think for me, I, I'm proud of what we did as far as, um, the scouting that we did, the deer that we were able to locate, the areas that we hunted, the early season, man, we were on them. Um, 140 class, several Pope and Youngs, you know, we were on them. I was thinking, you know, let's just wait till November and it's about to, you know, the floodgates are going to break out. We're going to be in giant territory shooting big bucks. And um, I think the one thing that I would change would be I love hunting public land. I don't like competing on public land and I would just wait till the later half of November to start hunting um, on public. And the reason that is, is because I think I can outsmart a deer, you know, two weeks at a later time period. But here's one thing you're not going to do is you're not going to out hunt uh, 10 people in an area that could sustain one person or two people. You know what I mean? And so it's like it makes it less about the deer hunting and more about getting away from people. And even though it's public land, you still want to go and have an enjoyable experience. So what I'd like to do is just, you know, those spots on private that we put all the work in. Let's devote the better times during the year to hunt those places because there's fruit. Those are very fruitful spots and you could shoot a deer. And, you know, go hunt public on a more enjoyable, less stressful setting when there's not a bunch of people out there. Because um, I'm confident enough in our in our abilities to find one even when it's not November 10th, you know. Right. That's what I would change. What about you? I would say, I mean, in, in where we're at, you know, it being our first year or our first crack at Kansas, mine would be, I think shoot the first thing that gets you excited at least for this first year. Now, Kansas, I mean, we all had mixed feelings. You know, we had, we had that, that 130, 140 standard of like, Hey, let's try to hold out for something along those lines. Yeah. But with it being December now, it's just like, we feel like we kind of like, at least I felt, felt like I, like I kind of just threw away opportunity and, in a way, so did you, because when you went down there or up there with Lauren, you passed uh, mid 120s. And then I had that one in October that I passed. And it's just like, I would have been happy with that deer then. And I would have been happy with it now. I would have been extremely happy with it now. But it's just like, until you hunt it or hunt a state or something two or three times, I think you need to shoot what you would be proud of. And then kind of progress into okay i'm gonna hold out right the more because we're hunting places in oklahoma that you know three four five years later we're just now starting to understand what happens and what's going on year to year and now it's like don't pass up something that really would get you excited at the hopes of something that might be a little bit bigger like you know like a 135 on december 1st a 125 on October 7th would have got me jacked. I'd still be jacked about that. That's you know? what I'm saying. And you can't let that creep in of like, well, you know, I want to shoot 170. Like, realistically speaking, all of us are 25. 
if we went for the next five years and shot a 120 in Kansas every single year, we're still going to be 30 with a heck of a lot more Kansas experience. (laughs) You know what what I mean? And you don't get good at shooting deer if you don't shoot deer and you don't get good at public hunting. And like, I'm not going to be one of those people that goes out and it's like, well, I didn't see a 150 this year on public. So I didn't shoot one. It's like, no, I'm on public land. I want to go shoot one. Right. But, but I mean, again, first year in Kansas, you try to, you, you know, you, given all the hype going around it like oh man you know we were up here in september didn't really see many people seen a lot of deer like i seen 20 deer in like one set and then went up there in october you see you know a, a couple nice bucks and you're just like dude i can't imagine what november is going to be like and yeah. so just don't don't play into those cards that's world war three that's <laughs> what i'm saying don't play into those cards shoot what makes you happy because my thing is it's like I think like if I would have took that deer and then hunted with you or Carol in November or something like that, I think I would have had just, just as good as time or yeah, you know, my English sucks, but I would have had a good time regardless. And it's just like, don't, don't do that. Shoot. What makes you happy? Could you have passed that one and potentially shot a 160 after maybe, but think of your odds. Think of, I mean, if, if you have success the first time you go down there, chances are you're probably going to do it again at some point. Cause you're like, man, that was fun. Let's try to schedule another hunt in Kansas and exactly. then hold out on that time, you know? And hunting is fun. You want to enjoy yourself. So the second that you're taking away, like, well, that deer's, you know, 10 inches off my standards. So I'm not going to shoot it. And it's like, no, you're going to have just as much fun shooting that one as you would one that's 10 inches bigger. Um, and it, you, you don't enjoy yourself as much when you're like set to something like that. Maybe do that on private if you want to set yourself or hold yourself to a certain standard or hold yourself to a certain age class. But on public, public's kind of like that big playground of like, just go out and have some fun. You know, yeah. what's there is what's there. Shoot. What's make, what makes you happy. Um, that's, yeah. that's a big regret. Yeah. And you also, you have to keep in mind, you can't manage public. You can't. So if you find one that makes you happy, shoot it, but you can't, you can't set that, those standards is, Oh, well, he's might not be mature enough or let him, let him grow one more year. Or maybe he's a shooter, but if you want to shoot him, shoot him because you can't manage it. I mean, that's also us saying that after a tiring year and after a two week, it wasn't a rotation. It was a hellcation basically. It was, a, it was a beachcation so, if it was, it was so hot. <laughs> yeah, so just take that because we're saying this now, but next September we could be like 150s only, but, you know. Go, you go gotta, listen to a podcast 20 episodes ago. You'll go, dude, right. 135, 140, minimum, That's just the way it goes. That was, like, that was, after, that was before our 12-day freaking World War III trying to avoid people and all that. But that was the main thing, too. That was our main point is Christian and I, we, we knew we weren't coming back. So we were like, okay, you know, oh, it's not a, oh, if it has horns, it's dying. It's a, okay, no. this will make me happy. That's, that wasn't the case at all. And people, people don't understand that that wasn't the case. It was, Hey, this deer will make me happy. You know, we're not coming back. So you gotta get something out of your 600 bucks, man. I might be fine <laughs> eating a $200 tag, but that $600 one, you're like, man, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot to eat. You know, that is, that is. um, 
yeah, that, it was fun. Kansas was really fun. We're not completely done with Kansas. I think Jake and I are going to go during Christmas. I don't know if you're going to be around for Christmas, Carol, but come shoot a doe in Kansas. Jake still got a tag. It's whoever gets Boy, to use it. A tag. I, I still got three. Yeah, tags whoever done. gets to use it. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Jake still got a I tag. Mean, at this point, I have enough tags for probably all of our listeners. That's, 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 so. that's true. If you want to buy a tag, home. Jake's got one for sale. Yep, yep, I'll be home yep. all week. I'm coming home for Christmas I, that week. So I got four dough left, two bucks in Oklahoma, and then I got a buck and a dough in Kansas. So on the real, my season's been. <laughs> Dude, could we get together during Christmas and smash doughs? Is there a place we could find to do that? I mean, we can try to, I guess, go to catch them. Dude, Man. I'd love to smash or, about four does. Or we can try I've to go up to family land down, you know, grandpa's and Donna and Donna's. We could we could clear some dough out of there. And it's a listen, it's as as Jake once said, it's as close to as guaranteed as you can get. <laughs> I can get us on dough. That ain't a problem. But well, I like shooting deer with the bow. Jake, you gotta you gotta shoot a doe. That stuff's contagious. Yeah, I maybe. Maybe. The thing is though, it's just like, man. If I want to clean something, I want it to be a freaking buck. Something with antlers that I can like, while it's hanging there, I can be like, oh, nice. nice. You know, cool. not not the like, oh, great. Now I got to cut this whole thing up. Yeah, shooting the doe is fun. And then you're like, can we go back and I'll just keep that feeling and, and I won't go look for cold, it. You know, you know, you shove your hands in there, you take them out and like the blood's like freezing to your hand and you're just like, this sucks. Yeah. Well, I got this new release for Christmas. And I want to go shoot a bunch of does. I'm ready. Well, all we can do is try. What? Who are you going after, Jake? For the people that haven't heard from you in a month, you still chasing a big one? No, I haven't seen him. I haven't had him on camera since the 25th uh, of November. And I don't know if we want a different podcast for for that story, but probably. Yeah, that'd be best. That's going to get some people riled up, so y'all stay tuned and be ready. <laughs> we can talk about old triple shot to the north, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's what I was talking about. Oh, that's what you were talking about? Yeah, it's going to get some people riled up. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll save that one for a, for another uh, another trip, maybe next month. Well, um, any other learnings or things you do different in Kansas are we gonna we get to wrap this one we go on for a while yeah it's time to wrap this one up Got Peyton's like the, the new Call of Duty's out we gotta wrap this up <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> yeah. all right cool well everybody thanks for listening um hope you guys enjoyed hearing about um some struggle busting and then a little bit of uh a little bit of success in the very end of the trip in Kansas uh but thank you guys for listening uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube. Make sure to leave a review on the podcast and go check out all of our other socials. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Buy a shirt, buy a hat. Jesus loves you. Thank you guys so much for checking out the Hunter's Advantage podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.